Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and you've guessed it, this is where we talk about money. And it is my mission to empower you, to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Why? Because money is a tool, life is for living. Let's go. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast this lovely Monday morning. Well, I hope it's lovely and warm and not raining for you. Um, To be honest, I'm recording this on Sunday night. It is currently quarter to 12. So fingers crossed the weather is great in the morning. Um, I have to start off today's episode with a huge thank you. So I don't necessarily pay attention to my my analytics for the podcast. Ever so often, I will check uh, how many people listen to it and so on and so forth. However, over the last week or so, um, I was having a conversation with a, with a, an acquaintance of mine. And she said to me, you, you should find out where your podcast ranks and how it's doing because you need to track that you're making progress. I mean, for me, the main metric that I had as my goal this year was to hit uh, 60,000 downloads because last year we ended up with 20,000 downloads. And that was the first year of the, of the podcast. I thought 20,000, fantastic. Let's see if we can 3x that to 60. And to be honest, this is where I owe everyone who listens to this podcast a really big thank you because right now we are at 52,000 downloads, just over 52,000, just under 53, actually, 52,702 downloads. And bearing in mind, this has only been going now for 16, 16, 16 months. That's pretty good. And when I look further into this, um, apparently there is a, there is a statistic that says that if you have a podcast that gets up to a thousand downloads within the first few days or so, then your podcast is in the top 10% of the country. And lo and behold, this podcast gets between 700 and 800 downloads roughly per episode at this point in time. And for me, this is amazing because I didn't really think of my podcast as being, I don't know, in the top 10%. I mean, I didn't start this out to, to, to achieve that, but it just goes to show that education around finances is so important. I have to thank every single one of you guys for putting me there. And as I continue to look at data, I then realized that on Apple, this podcast is ranked number six on Apple in the UK in the how to, no, number five in the how, in the how to section all time, all time, number five. This is mind blowing to me. And I, I honestly, honestly, honestly want to thank every single one of you from the bottom of my heart for this. I, I just, I, I couldn't have expected this. It's also ranked five star on Apple as well. And it's you guys that have done this for me. So I just wanted to take this first few minutes just to say thank you, show my gratitude. And yeah, you guys really do rock. And you know what the funny thing is? The topic of today's uh, episode is know when to ask for help. And maybe I need to look at myself in that question as well. So let me be really transparent with you guys. 
this podcast does not generate any income for me at all. It started as a passion project. It still very much is a passion project. And when I speak with people who are podcasters, many of them have found ways to monetize their podcast. So it actually makes sense from a time and effort point of view. I mean, running this alongside the YouTube. And again, on the YouTube, we just crossed 26,000 subscribers on the YouTube. I mean, that's amazing. This only started last year. Like, I could not have thought that we would have this many people across all of my platforms. I've touched over a million people. That is bonkers to me. It is absolutely crazy. But I, I really don't know what to say because I'm lost for words. But Speaking of asking for help, so this podcast is not monetized. And this is where I have to ask the question of whether I do start to push to have this monetized. So it actually gives back to me for the time and the effort that it that I put into this. And whilst I do want to help people, I think trying to get the balance between the effort and the the bills that I have to pay to keep my livelihood going, it's something that I will be looking at moving forward. Uh, going here. So it, well, how does this relate to the topic, asking for help? I'm asking for help in this episode. So if you are listening to this, you are a brand uh, in the financial services industry, or you're a brand in general, and you would like to sponsor this podcast, then please do uh, feel free to reach out to me. There'll be links to me in the show notes. Uh, so with that out of the way, this week, I wanted to talk about knowing when to ask for help. And the reason for this is a byproduct of conversations that I've had with people who follow me, uh, certainly people within my Discord group, my membership group, uh, that is uh, uh, a side group to the YouTube channel. So in the Discord group, essentially what we have is we have people who uh, are interested in investing and they just want uh, access to me so that they can ask questions around what X term means or what this means or what uh, key considerations the markets might be bringing up at this point in time. It's a nice interactive group. We meet every Sunday uh, at 8 p.m. Um, and I record that and and upload that to YouTube in a members area as well. And one of the common things that I've found in the group is, you know, there's a lot of conversations around, okay, so how do we go about actually picking stocks? Um, what are the key things we need to consider? Or how do we go about selecting the right ETF or the right fund? Uh, what are the key research points? Um, all of this kind of stuff is very, very common. And I get a lot of these questions. And I try to explain it all the time in really basic information, like in, in basic terms around, you know, if you're looking at picking stocks specifically, you need to have a starting point. So, you know, what is your investment philosophy? What what do you want to be invested in? What level of risk are you willing to take? Are you going to be looking at value companies or are you going to be looking at speculative companies like SPACs, so on and so forth? You kind of need to have a starting ground. And indeed, for 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 many people, the, the starting point will be different. So for me, for example, I'm not really interested in, in speculative SPACs. Um, I'm just not. I, I like companies that are established, that have revenue, that have profits, or at least on the way to making profits. I'm not necessarily interested in startups, but you know, I know what my investment philosophy is. And for many people, I ask the question sometimes of whether they actually know what it is because on social media now, there is so much about buying this stock and this stock is going to 10x or 5x that it can be very, very easy to lose yourself in a sea of 
like trees and not be able to see the wood through the trees either because there's so much information that just gets thrown at you and you just don't know your left from your right and your, your your head from your elbow and you're just so confused i've had so many people who have taken coaching with me um who we've spoken about you know investment strategies and people who thought that they were very much in the know go and invest and lo and behold realize that what they thought they knew wasn't anywhere near what they should have known going into the proposition. And despite the fact of the honest, the honest conversations that I try to have and say, look, if you're going to put X amount of money into this one stock, you are going to be in for a really, really nasty surprise if this turns the opposite way and you lose 10%. Because one thing that I have realized and I've come across quite often is that many people have surprisingly quite a lot of money who actually watch me on YouTube who ended up booking me for coaching and in 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 most instances want to go and invest in one specific company or in a number of companies and when we start to have the conversation around risk what risk are you willing and able to take what that might actually look like people often feel as though they're open and willing to accept the level of risk that they deem appropriate to them. And I think there is often a confusion around how risk should be looked at. I view risk from a downside point of view. So what's my downside? Okay, if I'm going to invest £10,000, what's my downside? Okay, I could lose money. Okay, how much money am I willing to you to lose? Once I know what that is, okay, so how can I mitigate that risk? That's how I approach investment. What I found, and I, I believe that this is a byproduct of, of social media in general, what I found is people will have £10,000, £20,000, you know, £40,000 to invest, and all they're thinking about is, right, I need to get a 10% return, I need to get a 15% return. And they're only thinking about the upside whilst ignoring the downside. And in in, in some Notable instances when I've coached clients, and even though we've had the conversation of, look, this could go down, it could go down 5%. How are you going to feel? Whilst they say, oh, I'm a, it'll be okay, I'm, yeah, I'm in it for you know the long run, and it's fine, like I'm going to be okay, I'm going to be comfortable with it. When it actually happens, the realization of what happens comes home to roost. And many people then begin to panic. And this is something that I speak about in my course. I speak about the whole loss aversion that we have when we're first-time investors, right? Because naturally, as human beings, we have this protective mechanism. And it's designed to prevent us from harming ourselves. It prevents us from danger. And when you're sat there looking at the screen, when you've invested, whatever it is that you invested and you're seeing it in the red and you're seeing the number tick down. And by the way, the worst thing you can do is sit there and just watch the numbers. That's the worst thing you can do. But when it's in the red, it is painful. It is really, really, really painful. I know it because when I look at my investments and I try not to look at them too often, but when I do, if they're in the red, I'm like, oh my God. And even I have to have a word with myself to say, listen, remember what you're investing for. Remember what your goal is. Remember what you are doing this for. And this is something that I think many people 
don't quite appreciate or underestimate at the starting point. Why? Because the focus is on how much I can make. And this leads me on to the first point that I really want to make in this episode for first-time investors listening to this. You do not get to control how much you make on the stock market. I'm going to say that again. You don't get to control how much you make on the stock market. That is just fact. It's reality. Why? Because you can't control the stock market. You cannot control the macro factors or the economic factors that impact the stock market. You just can't. They are fully and completely outside of your control. The only thing you can control is what you invest in, how you invest in it, and how you mitigate your risk. That's pretty much it. And I think if you look at that as your starting point, the prospect and the conversation that you begin to have around investing becomes completely different. And this needs to be said more because social media will have you believe that markets go up all of the time and you cannot lose money. It's uh, easy money, easy come, easy go, and it's so glamorous and beautiful and you can be on a yacht in no time at all. I'm seeing this with crypto right now. We spoke about crypto last week, but you cannot control. You do not get to control how much you make on the stock market on a year to year basis. It's all down to circumstance. It's all down to luck. We're overdue a correction right now in the stock market. And the stock market has been volatile over the last month. Tech stocks are doing horribly, you know, and many new investors have gone into these tech stocks, into Tesla, into all these new companies that are sexy because they're in the news, not really looking at the downside risk, not really truly considering the downside risk. And I think that is actually dangerous. And whilst you can't control what your outcome is going to be and you can control the factors that I've mentioned before, I really want to absolutely stress this next point. Know when to ask for help. Everybody feels like they want to pick their own stocks, pick their own index funds, pick their own ETFs. They want to keep the cost low. They want to be in charge of their own destiny, which I'm all for, by the way. But it is really important to acknowledge when you need to ask for help. And the first question you need to ask yourself is, well, number one, do you have the time to research stocks, to pick your own stocks and monitor your own stocks. Because lo and behold, unlike what social media has told you, this isn't a one-time thing. It's not a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. I'll see you later on. I'll cash it in when, when I've made all this money. No, <laughs> that's not it at all. Like, this is work. It's like a relationship, right? You're buying those stocks for good or for worse until profits or losses do you part. All right? No joke. You have to work at this. You have to monitor this. You have to make sure that your investment remains sound at all times. And whether that's you looking at it on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis or a half yearly basis or a yearly basis, depending on your investment strategy, be you day trading, which isn't really what I would call investing, but it's clumped into the same thing. Whether you're short-term investing or long-term investing, you need to work at this. 
you really need to work at this. So you need to ask yourself, do you have the time? Because if you don't have the time, then you need help. You really do need help. The second thing you need to be asking yourself is, do you have the acumen to actually understand what you're doing? Okay. Now, social media is all about, you know, high, highly speculative stocks right now, SPACs, new startups, because it's sexy, right? Because all you hear on social media is, uh, let me just give you a prime example. I'm a hip hop fan, by the way, guys. So, you know, hopefully you'll get this reference, but NAS, for example, Coinbase, initial investor in Coinbase, initial investor, I believe in Uber, made millions because he got in at the seed stage of this of these investments, right? You hear on social media now, this is how Nas made $40 million. Well, that's Nas, mate. Nas has got millions anyway. You don't have millions. You have your disposable income per month, but you think you're going to make it big like that. And I think there is a disconnect between the expectations, a huge disconnect between those, those expectations. Now, because we see these celebrities get in with these new startups and they're making so much money, everybody wants to go down that route. They're looking for the newest, best opportunities on the market. But again, not looking at the downside risk. And that's not how you invest. It isn't how you invest. And if you don't have the acumen to understand what makes a good investment or a bad investment, what makes a startup company risky for you so you can identify the downside risk, then the question remains, should you be picking your own stocks? Answer to that, honestly, guys, is no. Like, no, you definitely, definitely, definitely should not be picking your own stocks. Because you are going to hurt yourself. Your loss aversion is going to kick in. And you're going to want to cash in your investments because you're not prepared for it mentally. Again, on my course, I talk about the investor psychology, the importance of having a goal from the outset. And I spoke about this on the podcast, right? Very, very first episode of this podcast talked about your goals for this year. What do you want? Money is a tool. Life is for living. What do you want? Why are you doing this for? Anything that you invest in should be an aid of your goal. So why are you doing it? Why are you buying those stocks? I believe that if you're very clear in terms of what your goal is, why you're doing this, so on and so forth, that will dictate what kind of companies you invest in. So do you have the acumen? Do you really understand it? If you don't, then you need to ask for help. And this is the thing that I've discovered about asking for help. It almost feels as though we live in an age right now where help is just like, well, no, because I don't want to pay the fees or no, I, I want to do it on my own. And I completely get both of those arguments. Because if you're investing small amounts of money, yes, you need to keep your cost base low. But at the same time, you have to weigh up everything that I've just spoken about. Do you have the acumen? Do you have the time? Do you have the know-how? If you don't have the know-how and you're trying to pick something and you're picking it because, well, it's low cost and I'm in control of it, what is the likely outcome? The likely outcome is you're going to make a mistake, you're going to lose money. 
Now, if you're prepared to lose money, that's completely fine. But one of the rules of investing, don't lose money. That's what Warren Buffett says. Don't lose money. Try and protect yourself. Try to do everything that you need to do to ensure that you don't lose money. Manage your downside risk. And this really does come into the question that I'm asking on this episode or the statement I'm trying to make. Know when to ask for help. When is it appropriate for you to get coaching? When is it appropriate for you to speak to a professional? Now, I'm going to get on my, I wouldn't say my soapbox, but I'm going to put forth my opinion of the way people um, perceive financial advisors. And look, don't get me wrong. I'm a qualified financial advisor. I no longer advise anymore. And the reality is if I was advising, I wouldn't be able to do the stuff that I do on on, on YouTube because at the end of the day, compliance, compliance, you can't say this, you can't say that. And I'm just like, no, sod this. People need to know this information. All right. So I am part of the industry or was part of the industry. I am and I'm not anymore. Someone said to me, I'm, uh, you're, 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 you're a media now. And that still jars me, and, but it's the truth. But the perception of a financial advisor is that they are expensive, they are unnecessary. However, however, the argument has to remain, right? And this is a statement that I use often. Cost is only an issue in the absence of value. I'll say that again. Cost is only an issue in the absence of value. If you don't know how to do something, and you want a professional or an expert to give you guidance or to help you, the question is, do you see value in what they're doing? What is the value that they deliver to your goal? And again, this comes back to your goals, guys. Are you clear on your goals? Because if what they're offering helps you achieve your goal and means that it frees up time, and the need for you to understand and learn these things when you may not have the time or have the acumen for it, then surely the value is worth the cost. Am I making sense? Or at least this is how I think about it. I know that, you know, financial advisors don't have the best track record and they are, they have a tarnished image. And I completely get that. I do. Um, I don't associate myself with any bad or poor financial advisors. I, I am very much a people person. But I understand where the rappers come from, understandably. But you have to know when to ask for help. And the question for you in this podcast is, do you know when to ask for help? Do you know when you're in too deep? Do you know when you're, way, when you're in way over your head? Do you know when... You just don't know the things that you need to know in order to make a sound financial decision. I don't know the answer to that question for you, but it's the question that I'm asking in this episode. Rhetorical, of course, but a question that you need to answer to yourself nonetheless. Do you know when to ask for help? Do you know where to go? Are you willing to invest it, the time into getting the knowledge that you need in order to understand these things? You know, I think it's really, really important. And that's what I wanted to ask and kind of talk about on this episode of the podcast. Because now more than ever, now more than ever, we need to be careful. We need to be vigilant, particularly when you look at the state of the stock market. The bonds are in a bubble. The stock market's in a bubble. We're way overdue a correction. There is going to be a correction. It's not a matter of if, it's when. 
Are you equipped to really handle your own investments? Are you really, like really, really, really? If the market's going, you know, half tomorrow, 50%, are you equipped to deal with it? Like really equipped to deal with it? Again, in the course, I talk about the investor psychology. If you do not get that right, and you see your stock's down 30, 40%, you are cashing in your investment so quick, and guess what? That's when your losses become really, really real. Really real. Because now, it was on paper, now you've made it a reality. You have to be able to fight that urge, and you have to be able to call upon the reason why you were investing in the first place to help you stay the course. Nobody's talking about this, or at least not enough people are talking about this on YouTube and on TikTok. TikTok annoys me so much. There's not enough people talking about this kind of stuff, and it's dangerous. They'll lure you into a false sense of security because they're getting commissions and whatever it is that they're getting with their, their, their agreements. We need to be careful. And this is why I want more people from the industry that I work in or worked in to do more of this. There are some great podcasts out there alongside mine that do talk about this. Whether they talk about it in easy to understand formats, that's the feedback that I've been getting reading through the 54 reviews on, on Apple, that this stuff is easy to understand and it's relatable on this, on this podcast. Many financial uh, podcasts they use too much, too much jargon, too many fancy words. So it makes you even more confused. Like imagine reading a sentence or listening to a sentence where you don't know what two of the words out of the 10 that they've, that they've mentioned mean. You're not focusing on the words. You're just focusing on the fact that you have no idea what those two words mean in relation to the entire sentence. We make this stuff way too complicated. And yes, it is complex, but it can be broken down to understand. But for you to understand it, you need to invest the time and the energy. You need to ask yourself those two questions. Do you have the time? Do you have the acumen to really understand these things? If you don't, then you need to ask for help. And there is nothing wrong with asking for help. You would rather ask for help than get something horribly wrong. I've literally just finished a, a live session on YouTube where we're talking about pensions and pensions being as they are, they are very, very close to my heart. And the question that I asked everybody who was watching, we had over 200 people at one point on this live session this, this evening. Question that I asked them was, do you really want to take charge of this on your own and maybe get this wrong? Like seriously, do you really want to do that? If you get it wrong, you're left holding the bag. And guess what? Time's gone. Your biggest asset when you're investing is time. You've messed it up now. You don't have enough time to recover now. Do you really want to be responsible for that? Learning as you go. Or do you want professional help? Do you know when to ask for help? That's the question this week, guys. There are resources that can help you gain the knowledge that you need, but do you have the time? Do you have the acumen? My course is $59.99 to get the foundation of what you essentially need. I've had so many people take that course and the feedback on that is great. Again, I'm not very good at kind of like blowing my own trumpet. Maybe I should a little bit more. And maybe I do need to ask for a little bit more help in actually doing that. It's not my strong point. But 
getting the foundational knowledge that you need is absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are um, and where your head's at in terms of your approach. Do you feel confident? Are you kind of on the fence like, "Mm, I think I kind of know what I'm doing, but mm, not really. Or actually, no, mm, I need help, Pete. I really, really, really do need help. Love to know what you think. Oftentimes, many of you do message me on a on on IG. So please feel free to message me on IG if you need to. But as always, I appreciate you for listening to this podcast. Remember, money's a tool, life is a living. Have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.